Welcome to the Behind the Back podcast presented by Top Shelf Lax. I'm your host, Ryan Holzbus, and alongside me is Willie Keating. This podcast will be your weekly dose of Premier Lacrosse League news. The PLL is a league built by brothers Paul and Mike Rabel, and after a successful inaugural season in 2019, the league has decided to expand and add a seventh team, which was named the Water Dogs on January 1st. Today we'll be, we will be discussing the first six locations on the PLL regular season schedule, the three new head coaches, and the upcoming expansion draft that will be taking place tomorrow, February 12th. And that will be making up the first 18 roster spots for the Water Dogs, so it's a pretty big deal. Um, but yeah, Willie, we're, we're going. Yeah, we're We've been we're thinking live. about this idea we're for here, about a here. month. We, uh, or I kind of originally came up with the idea, reached out to Willie, got him on board, and here we are. Yeah. Here we are. We're hoping to go strong. We have an Instagram and a Twitter at Top Shelf Lax underscore. You can follow us there. Um, we're hoping to be very active on those social media accounts and our website, Top Shelf Lax Media at wix.wixsite.com, something like that. We'll have that in the description, so you can go check that out. We'll have leaked stories and articles there. Will. Yes. We're going. We're going. We're going. Right. That's, what do we got for the week, um, the first couple weeks here on the schedule, first, first six weeks? All right, so the first six weeks and locations have been announced. And um, for the first game... For the first games, we're talking at uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts, Gillette Stadium. This is the second year in a row this is happening. Very, very successful very, 2019 campaign. Yes, for sure. Do for it sure. In 2020. Um, week two, we're headed to uh, Fifth Third Bank Stadium in Georgia. That's at uh, Kennesaw State University. Week three, we're headed to Long Island. We're going out to uh, Stony Brook University. Week four, Homewood Field in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. That's at uh, the Johns Hopkins University. Historic Homewood Field. Very, there was a last season. Historic. Last season, a great game between Whip Snakes and Atlas. Mm. So we're looking, we're looking for more of the same of that. I'm sure we'll find some more of that. Um, week five, we're headed to uh, the Ford Center at Star Dallas, Texas. And then uh, week six just got announced today. We're headed to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. That was big news. That's big. Big time news. We're all really excited for that. Yeah. Um, as people actually released something on their Instagram and their Twitter, it was a uh, video. A lot of people asking for Minnesota. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were asking for Minnesota mm. for this upcoming season, and they got it. So the hard I think it's work great. paid off. I mean, future locations, what are we thinking? Last season, um, with – how they kind of set up the schedule. What do we got for this season? Uh, I think it's a uh, interesting, interesting group of places. I think hitting down to Dallas, Texas is going to be good for the league. I'm thinking future stuff. New York will probably get mm-hmm. put on there. L.A. For I would sure. imagine again. They did L.A. last mm-hmm. year. Philly for the championship last season was really successful. Might see that again this year, but a lot we'll of good, lot we'll of good locations lot of good thus locations. far. Charlotte, I'm thinking, and. Yeah. Uh, um, in an interview, Mike Rabel talked a lot about trying to go up west, he called it, like mm-hmm. the northwest area. That's where he wants to go. And I think they want to grow the game. So this is the best, way. Sure. This is the best way for the, for the league to grow the game. Yeah, I think that's, um, that's probably the main, biggest goal of this league is to grow it, grow mm-hmm. the game. And uh, that's what uh, the whole entire lacrosse industry has been, a, um, been motivated to do the past couple of years. And I mean, especially, I, especially with the tour base yeah. model. Especially mm-hmm. with the tour base model. For sure. And I think it's really uh, – Working out, bringing out a lot of uh, young athletes coming out to check out the games, young check out fans. the sports in different locations that normally don't have a lot to do with lacrosse. I think it's a, uh, 
I think this whole tour system and these places they have lined up are really, really good for the uh, sport, and I'm uh, excited to see what happens. Next couple of weeks, we'll, we'll see the, the yeah. remaining remaining schedule and hopefully into the uh, playoff schedule as well and where the league will be headed. Yeah, and we'll, uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that too Absolutely, for sure. absolutely. We have three new head coaches. Um, for Chrome, Dom Starja stepped down. He joined the PLL advisory board, and Tim Sudan was hired by the league to take over. He most recently coached at Rochester for the Rochester Rattlers of the MLL. He was the head coach. Mm -hmm. The Atlas, John Paul has stepped down, and Ben Rubior has taken over as head coach. He most recently was the offensive coordinator for the Boston Cannons of the MLL. He's taken the step over to the PLL. And the biggest news, obviously, the Water Dogs hiring Andy Copeland to be their head coach. He was most recently the head coach at Fairfield University for 11 seasons. And really just the big news with that, just it's the Water Dogs. The yeah. expansion team, he's been the story. What's he going to do with the uh, expansion draft happening tomorrow night? And he has a really, really successful um Resume. That's just, for sure. Just to go over some things of, from Andy Copeland. He was a four-year starter when he was a player at Bucknell University. He graduated in 2003. He coached at Marist from 2004 to 2006, leading the team to their first NCAA tournament in 2005. He was an assistant at Maryland from 2006 to 2008, head coach at Fairfield for the last 11 years. And he has the highest winning percentage in Fairfield lacrosse in the program history. Which is great. I mean, he's a uh, he's a dedicated coach, and I think he's got a uh, great opportunity in the PLL to uh, really come forward with this new team. He's got a lot of good names on the roster. A lot of good uh, names of, on this unprotected yeah, uh, sure. in this unprotected pool that we're really excited um, to break down. I'm excited to just see tomorrow how how this, how how this goes. Out, yeah. There's a ton of names. I mean, I have my roster. Willie has his ideas and his roster. What we think is going to. Uh, make up these 18 spots, and then, I mean, I have, like, another eight, nine names that could be, like, if I could have other spots, 19, 20, 21, these are the guys I'm taking. It's loaded, loaded, uh, unprotected roster. It, it makes sense. You yeah. only get, got to keep 10 guys. Some teams got lucky, um, like the Redwoods. Uh, Matt Landis was exempted mm -hmm. with his military um, status. He's active-duty military. So they were able to keep him as another player. He was really important on their defense that made a run to the championship. Yep. So, but other than that, a lot of, lot of, lot great of names. a lot of great names on this list. Another one of the exempted guys I was uh, thinking about is a uh, Pat Spencer. That's uh, that's big for the Archers. Big for the Archers. He was the first yeah. overall selection in last year's draft. Archers again have the number one pick, Which but. They could I mean, be coming into this season with two number one overall picks if Pat Spencer yeah. plays. So that would be huge very, for the Archers. Very big. And he, he was fantastic. Phenomenal at Loyola yep. um, in his college career. So, um, That being said, though, this whole expansion draft is just one of three drafts this year. We, um, we're starting this um, season off with the expansion draft, which is obviously tomorrow. Then we have the uh, entry draft which is on March 16th. It's two rounds. It's basically people who are just joining the uh, PLL and they want to they wanna, um, step, get on a team, and it's uh, another way to grow your roster. If you were late to the party yeah. in 2019, exactly. join the party exactly. in 2020. Get on the, get on the train. And then, a lot of um, big names there, too, as well, that uh, we'll be talking about as we are getting close to that draft. 
Exactly. And then uh, we got the big uh, college draft coming up, and that's going to be on April 21st. We're not sure how many rounds that'll be, but that'll for Last sure be. Last season was four. Yeah. I'd imagine this year with expansion, I think it'll, they might jump to five I or six, maybe. We'll see. We'll More see. teams. That being said, though, each team is allowed um, 18 travel players and a 25-person active roster, which is which is small for the amount of draft. It's, it's small. Out. It's also big in a sense that everybody's pretty much good, yeah. and you only start 10 guys. Yeah, which is which is awesome. I, mean, I, I was listening to Paul Rabel talk the other day, and he's like, yeah, like we're we're thinking about expanding probably to get this year. Like, he was like, we're just going to keep going. Why not? Because there's so, many, so much talent. Why not? Why not just keep exactly. building and keep building the league? Exactly. So that's something that we'll definitely be watching going I mean, into next year and into the future. But And, I mean, really these people who are just coming to the league and they see that there's more teams coming to the league, they can just – Kind of hop on with this new team. It's very, very appealing. Very yeah, appealing exactly. to players. Very appealing exactly. to players. It's a uh, there's a lot of good news and a lot of good stuff coming out of these future drafts and players that are coming into the league. I'm I'm very excited. Very exciting stuff. So on January 13th, these six teams uh, from 2019, the six inaugural uh, PLL lacrosse teams, submitted their protected rosters. I'd say let's let's look them over right now. Who they're protecting. I'll start with the Archers. Yep. So at attack, they kept Will Manny and Marcus Holman, two of the top goal scorers in the league. That look at those two names. It's very easy very, to see why yeah. uh, why they kept why them. they got kept. Midfield: Ryan Ambler, Dominique Alexander, Mark McNeil, and Tom Schreiber. Um, Dominique Alexander and Mark McNeil being big uh, big when it comes to the defensive game. Short stick defensive middies. So you can see that they Archers focused heavy on keeping that defense intact. Tom Schreiber, one of the best midfielders in the game. Another easy excellent choice. Another easy protect there. Curtis Corley, Matt McMahon down at defense, and Scott Ratliff at LSM. And then they kept the goalie, Drew Adams, and Stephen Kelly at faceoff. Face yeah. I think these are all this I think this they got a good protected roster, honestly. I, I mean this is this is starting Yeah. It's and there's a lot there's a lot of potential coming into these drafts and I mean I think they, they did a great job at uh, making sure they kept the players they wanted to keep. And I think um, that this the Archers, I think, have the, some – with the first pick again this year, I think they have unlimited potential to – The Archers the last year, because obviously for other sports, like you have your team. So mm -hmm. I said, all right, the PLO just started. I need to pick yeah, a team. exactly. So I was kind of just – my coming into the season, I already had, like, my favorite players and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So Schreiber and Marcus Holman being two of my guys, I said, you know what? I'm going to go, go with, with the Archers. Them? Good. So Archers are my team, and I was really – I mean, people thought that – I don't know if people thought, but there was speculation that, hey, is it Drew Adams or Adam Gilman? Both these guys played over the course of this season, towards the end of the year, for most of the season, actually. Um, they split time. Adams played one half, Gilman played the other. Yep. So who are they going to keep? The idea by many was, yeah, they were going to keep Drew Adams, which they did. So Gilman a name possibly for uh, Coach Copeland to take. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Just touching upon that as we're going through sure. protected. We'll go through all – our unprotected rosters and see what we think mm -hmm. they're going to end up keeping. But let's yes. move over to the Atlas. Well, right. you got the Atlas? Yeah, I'll take the Atlas. Um, so the Atlas going into this uh, expansion draft have uh, decided to keep an attack. Eric Law and Ryan Brown. And midfield, they decided to keep Paul Rabel, Connor Bukzek, 
John Crawley, Kevin Un- Unterstein, and Jake Richard. Paul Rabel is a uh, – what, what are your thoughts Founder on that? Founder of the league. I mean – I think I mean thinking again. He is he's thirty. If, if you're thinking from a executive position, you're an executive of a team. You want to keep veteran leadership and you want to bring in young guys and keep yeah. young guys. I think it was a good move for that because he's a vet. He's thirty five, I believe. He's, he's a legend. I mean, and he is obviously still really good. Yeah. So I, I like the fact that the Atlas is keeping uh, Rabel, mm-hmm. and I like looking at just this midfield. Something that some of the teams did not do. Is they focused a lot on keeping defensive middies. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Unterstein and Jake Richard being mainly short stick defensive guys. Mm-hmm. So they made sure that they kept that core together and that we go down with the defense as well. Yeah, with the defense, we have uh, Kyle Hartzell and Tucker Durkin, both big names. Big Hartzell names at LSM. Yeah. He's one of the best Czech guys, one of the best LSMs in the league. I think that's. But two guys, I mean, I, I, I think they should have kept one more, but we'll see. And then um, at goalie, we have John Concanon. And for our faceoff, we have uh, Trevor Baptiste. One of the best faceoff guys in, That's the, for in sure. the league. That's for sure. And, uh, I mean, that was a no-brainer. He was a PLL captain of the All-Star game, so yeah. that was kind of a no-brainer there for Atlas. For the chaos, going into the attack, Josh Byrne and Connor Fields. They left Miles Thompson unprotected. We'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. Midfield, Deemer Class, Jake Vaccaro, Mark Lassini, and Miles Jones. At defense, Jared Newman, Troy Ray, and Jack Rowlett. They kept goalie, Blaze Riordan, and faceoff specialist Tommy Kelly. Couple names here as well. They did not keep Brody Merrill, who is a very respected mm-hmm. lacrosse defender. Um, very good as well. They did not keep Kevin Buchanan. Miles Thompson, Jeremy Thompson. So that's something that we're going to be looking to see in the expansion draft tomorrow night. Yep. I think, yeah, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get into more of that later, but I, I think those are some interesting choices. Um, going into the uh, Chrome protected roster, we have at attack Jordan Wolf and Justin Gu- Guterding. Midfield, we got Matt Denowski, Ned Crody, Jordan McIntosh. McElta- John Ranigan and Will House. Defense, we got Mike Manley, Joel White, and goalie, we have John Galloway and faceoff Connor Fail. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, we look at midfield, and their midfield. Chrome went, what, 2 and 8 last season? Yeah, not good. But their offense scored the most goals. Which is an, They mean, scored the most goals in the league last year, and. A lot of really good midfielders, obviously, Donowski, Karate, McIntosh, and Rannigan. They didn't keep Romar Dennis, who was one of the best players when he was at Loyola, like in college across. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't keep Max Tuttle. I think Romar Dennis is a really good lacrosse player, and he was really good at Loyola, so I think he can be that piece. He just wasn't in the right system with Chrome, so he's a, he's a name that pops off the unprotected list here. Yeah. That's... Um... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of – I think the, the Crow made some good decisions getting rid of a lot of their defensive guys. But uh, I think the midfield midfield's going to be strong this year. And, yeah, just, I think this should be good. Oh, yeah. For the Redwoods, at attack, they kept their top three in Matt Cavanaugh, Ryder Garnsey, and Jules Hedenberg. 
At midfield, they kept Sergio Perkovic, Brent Adams, Joe Walters, and Kyle Harrison, the veteran. Defense, Garrett Eppel, Eddie Glazner, John Sexton. And at goalie, they kept Tim Troutner, and they got a little help with the exemplars for Matt Landis. Um, I mean, this is great roster for, for them. They kept their most important guys. Mm-hmm. At least I believe they kept their most important guys. Yep. For unprotected, though, Sergio Salcido is, one I think, one of the best players in the league. Interesting. I think I mean, he's one of the best midfield. They did not keep him. I think he's should if there's like a, a list, like a rank of, hey, I draft this guy number one. I valued him at the top. I think Sergio Salcido has yeah. to be number one for Copa because he's he's that good. I think he's yeah. I mean I think they're it's Pat Harbison, great defensive player. And uh, we're looking at this. We have uh, they they didn't keep any face off guys. Did not keep one a face off guy on the team, which is um only team in the league that didn't keep a face off guy. Interesting. But Greg Gurelian was a starter, and then he did retire. Yeah. Um, recently. About a week, Very a week after these protected rosters were announced. So, mm-hmm. made sense for, for the Redwoods there. Yeah. And um, biggest name there, Jack Kelly, though. He was coming into the season, Jack Kelly was supposed to be the starter. Mm-hmm. Then he got hurt. Tim Trowner was a rookie that went to high point. Takes over, leads his team to the championship, wins rookie of the year, wins the job, but Jack Kelly... I can't imagine that he wouldn't be able to do the same exact thing for the Water Dogs at goalie this season. I'm he excited. has to, he has to be their starter. I think I think that's for sure. If yeah, I mean, I, hopefully they get him. Hopefully they pick him up. And um, next, we're moving on to the Whip Snakes at uh, attack. We have Matt Rambo capped midfield. Jake MVP. Jake Bernhardt, Ty Warner, Mike Cannon Chuck. Cannon Chuck. Cannon My bad. <laughs> John House, and uh, defense, we got Michael Earnhardt, Matt Dunn, Tim Miller, Bryce Young. Goalie, we have Kyle Bernlord, and at a face-off guy, we got Joe Nardella. I think it's a... Uh, they kept their defense. This defense was so good. Yeah. Championship defense, they won. Mm-hmm. So we can say championship defense. The defense, I mean, Matt Rambo was, M- was MVP. Yeah. Did win the like when he won the championship, he, he got the game time goal and the game winning goal in overtime in the championship. But this team was defense. That's for sure. These he, Michael Earnhardt, Matt Dunn, Tim Moore, Bryce Young held it down. Kyle Bornlar was one of the best goalies in the league. Joe Nardello was one of the best faceoff guys in the league, and they did everything right in the special teams and defensive side, clears, rods. Mm-hmm. Just overall, so, very extremely solid year last year, and I think that. A lot of the guys who made impacts last year are on that protected back, roster. But they is, did not keep their attack. But which they, is interesting. It was going to be, you know, coming into the releasing these rosters, it was, hey, like, they might keep two guys, but with two attacking, would they keep? They only kept one. Yeah. So Ryan Drenner and Ben Reeves. Ben Ben Reeves won a tour ton award in college. Yeah. He's that good. Mm-hmm. So that's a name that we're going to be looking for maybe the Water Dogs to take. Ryan Drenner, really good. I really mm-hmm. like Ryan Drenner. Um Connor Kelly and Drew Snyder at midfield, both played at Maryland. Um, I thought they were going to keep Connor Kelly. I think a lot of people thought they were going to keep <laughs> Connor Kelly. They did not. So those are just a couple names choice. that yeah. we are looking at here as we um, get close to this expansion draft. So I'm going to go over some names that what we think. We just went over a couple. Yep. Let's run through this. I have my roster. Do you have your roster with you? I don't, but you I don't. I think I'm going to try and work you know, off yours. You know a couple names. All yeah, right. for sure. All right. So, for goalie, I think 
they just go ahead and figure out the goalie situation. Mm-hmm. Adam Gittleman's available. He played a lot this season. He split time with Drew Adams. I think you can't go wrong there. He's and Jack Kelly, Jack Kelly was supposed to be the starter for the Redwoods coming into the season. Why can't he be the starter for the, you know? I know. I mean, it's. I think the goalie situation is tough. I mean, I think it's obviously one of the most. It's probably the most position, important position on the field. And I mean, we don't know who's coming in at goalie for the entry draft. No, we really don't have a full grasp on the senior class for college cross. So who's mm-hmm. going to come into the college draft? I think you just figure it out play right now. You, yeah. you just play it safe. Mm-hmm. Two starting caliber guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely good. Definitely both capable of starting, which is which is very important. Yeah, and both unprotected, which is great. Let's <laughs> take advantage of that. Yeah. So for attack, I have I have four guys that I would be taking: Miles Thompson mm-hmm. from Chaos, Christian Cuccinello from the Archers. Kieran McCardle from Atlas and Ryan Drenner from what was next? All I think very, very solid attackmen who can definitely, who are all. And I mean, I was I think every single person who's going to be on this Water Dogs team is going to want to be that guy, you yeah. know, be that all star on the team because they're everybody's capable of it and everybody it's it's an opportunity to be. And I think all these guys can really step up and be that be that guy, which is what is important to um, this new team. And I think it's important for the league as well. And I, th- I think once these young guys get a uh, grip on who they can be, then let's think, do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Miles Thompson scored – well, he – Chaos scored 56 attack. Their, mm-hmm. their attack alone scored 56 goals. Miles Thompson was a part of that attack. Ryan Drenner scored 19 goals. Matt Rambo won MVP and scored 19 goals. So and they were teammates. Mm-hmm. So I think those four guys, plus possibly Rob Pinnell, possibly Lyle Thompson, who's mm-hmm. probably one of the best players ever, and this attack in the college draft, you know, you can just build around these four guys. So I think these four guys, Ben Reeves as the possible five, but these would be the four guys I would yep. with. Yep, for sure. For midfield, Connor Kelly. And Drew Snyder, both Maryland guys, both just won a championship with the Whips, with the Whip Snakes. Um, Romar Dennis and Max Tuttle, Tuttle being a short stick defensive guy. I think it's gonna be really interesting to see, which I think Copeland will be doing, but making sure that he drafts, you know, middies that can play defense, because yeah. that's gonna be really important. Yep, very important. I don't think you really want to focus on that. Mm-hmm. In an entry or college draft, yeah, especially with young guys. I mean, you have eighteen, you know, spots in this draft, so I think you take advantage of that. Yep, for sure. So Romar Dennis, Romar Dennis spoke a lot, or we've just been hearing um, pro lacrosse talk. Actually, was covering it. Um, they had like they had a story, and Romar Dennis pretty much was like, "Yeah, I don't want to be on the club anymore," which is crazy. He pretty much is like, "Yeah, well, I mean, different head coach." But still, he's just like, yeah, I don't want to be out of the crow. I think that's an – I mean, I think Andy Copeland's going to have to come into this and, like, on a new team, does he want to deal with a guy like that, you know? Who's, he's really good, though. He's really good, he's really but then good. again, that's uh, – I don't know. It's, we'll see. We'll see. I we'll think, see. I think that's – although it was a – it's a bold statement for sure coming out saying that he doesn't he want did, to be Chrome. He did get buried. That midfield for Chrome, 
Mm-hmm. He didn't play as much as I think he hoped to or wanted to. So this could be a good move for him. Good move for him, but I, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> uh, we t- I touched on Sergio Salcido before. I think he's one of the best players in the game. That's for sure. And I I mean, the Redwoods made their decision, but I think they made a mistake mm-hmm. in leaving Sergio Salcido available. I think he could be an MVP kind of guy Yep. down the line. I agree. I agree. Um, two other really all-around guys, Peter Harbison and Joel Tinney. Mm-hmm. I really like Joel Tinney. I really, I've been following him since he was on uh, Johns Hopkins. I think those are two, two guys also that would be going at midfield. So that's two, four, six, seven midf- midfielders. I mean, it's, it's three of them being defensive guys, so. There's so much opportunity coming out of this draft. It's kind yeah. of it's kind of crazy, you know. But um, I think the Water Dogs have a very, very, very good opportunity to pick an extremely strong first 18 roster, even way before that. Especially good units yeah. here at, at certain positions. Yes. I did not, in my draft, take Joey Sankey, Ryan Conrad, or Joe Lacasio. But those are other possibilities, mm-hmm. you know. Other names I would not be surprised if he decided to take yeah. them. Yep. Uh, defense. I have five guys at defense. Jackson Place, who's a starter with the Archers. He had a head and neck injury in September, but recovering well. Yep. I think that's a possibility for for the Water Dogs. They're experienced guy. Brian Calalunas is an LSM experienced guy, veteran guy. Noah Richard and Cade Van Raphorst played with Atlas, played a lot. And then Isaac Paparo is an interesting name. He was drafted in the second round by the Whipsnakes. And obviously we talked about Whipsnakes and their defense earlier. Mm-hmm. He just didn't play that much. And I just – he's really talented. Yeah. I think he's really talented. Yeah, I mean, then I think – he kind of got like he did, like you said earlier. He got buried in the defense. You know, he he's um, he's a strong player, and I think he can really. You talk about veteran guys, younger yeah. guys. This is your opportunity to bring in younger exactly. guys. Exactly, exactly. And I, uh, I, I think that the Water Dogs really could see a um, opportunity in this kid and give him a shot, which okay. um, which I'm excited for. I'm excited to hear what happens. <laughs> Other possibilities at defense: Mike Simon. Brody Merrill is a veteran guy that I would not be surprised at all. I just left him off my roster, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if Andy Copeland decides to take him. And then Ryan Flanagan and Austin Buffani. So other other options that I would not be surprised if Copeland drafted them Mm -hmm. tomorrow. We'll see. I mean, I think Copeland's – I think being a veteran college cross coach, I think he's – he – he knows most of the guys in the league playing them. He and he's talked to all these guys too. Yeah, for he's, sure. This is pretty much like him recruiting. Like he's calling. Yeah. I, I would hope that he called all these guys. It was like, hey, like, would you be like, interested? Yeah. Like you don't want to take a guy at them. It's not. You don't want to yeah, come. But then again, exactly. you got a guy like Romar Dennis. That's like, oh, like, does not want to return. Made yeah. it very clear that he does not want to return. I mean, a couple of these guys have. Um, let me pull it up one sec on Instagram. Because there were a couple guys that weren't, like, taking shots at their old team. Yeah. But they were kind of made it clear, like, hey, like, you know, we 
want to get drafted. Wanna get we want we want to join the Water Dogs. Uh, Ro, not Romar Dennis. Um, Ryan Drenner did. Mm-hmm. He had something on Instagram yesterday where he was like, you know, waiting for the draft. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. Then again, is it do you? Are you searching for that attitude, or are you being Andy Copeland? Or are you shrugging it off, being like, I don't know. I mean, it's just. It's definitely an interest. It's an interesting uh, situation that these guys are putting themselves in. But yeah. I think, I, then again, I think the in, in excitement and intensity of these guys wanting to join this new they team. Wanna is, the they they want to be the guy. They want to. They want to be that guy that I was know. talking about. And I think that's exciting for Andy Copeland to decide on. And I think he. Um, there's a lot of good guys coming into this into this draft. I would be pumped if I was him. <laughs> Drew Snyder on Paul Rabel's show on Buckle Chinstrap. Excuse me. Um, He said, you know, I've been, you know, in contact. He stayed in contact with um, Coach Copeland. Coach Copeland recruited him to Maryland. So he's he's definitely been contacting these guys. I think think he knows what he's doing. That's that's why he was – pick to be this new coach and he Paul Rabel said that he showed up to his like meeting like the coach interviews and stuff and already had this was well before even the protected rosters were released but it was like um who he thought would like the teams were gonna protect who he thought the teams were gonna not protect and then he was like oh like I he was pretty much putting together like rosters which is crazy and he's such a bright mod he's he's, he's a fantastic um coach did a great job at Fairfield. He was a coach of the um, coach of the year in the CAA in 2015. So I'm, I mean, it's exciting to think about. Very exciting, and I think a, a seventh team to this to this brand new league is even more exciting. Honestly, I'm interested to see because last season there was obviously a perfect number in six. Mm-hmm. So you had three matchups. You know, two teams playing each other every yeah. week. Now we have seven. I'm interested to see how they break down the schedule. Yeah. I mean, there's going to have to be a team every week that has a bye Bye, which is I – mean, it's interesting because, I mean, what if what if you get people who come to the stadium who, who – What if you go to a location? Yeah, what if you go to a location where, let's say, we lived in on Long Island and we're Chrome fans and we wanted to watch Chrome, but then Chrome's on the bye when, when we get to Long Island? I mean that's just I get I guess that's that hope that I, I think they're hoping it's a possibility but it, I mean I think they're just uh, at this point being such a young league I think that they're hoping that people yes they do want to watch teams but they don't have favorites well as they're growing you know so they want to just watch the game they just want to watch the game I think is what they're which is I, I I truly believe is the main goal of this league is to grow the game obviously and main goal of our show yeah. we're trying to grow, the, grow league. the game grow trying the game. to be successful as well we're trying yeah. to grow the league and uh. Yeah, I mean, that's the one. Th- I guess every team's going to have to have a bye week. Yeah. That's going to ha- be how it has to be. It's a sacrifice, but I think it's one that, that's definitely worth taking, yeah. for sure. And I'm um, I'm excited to see the matchups and the the announcements coming up. I mean, it's yeah. going to be... It's yeah, a be lot of new. announcements coming up, obviously. Uh, expansion draft, again, tomorrow night at 6. It will be on YouTube. Yes, tune in, for sure. I believe... It's PLL's YouTube. Yes. Not NBC. If we'll post a uh, 
We'll put a link in our uh, Instagram bio, and we'll post yeah, it on we'll, Twitter we'll, for we, you. We'll make sure that we, uh, for whoever's already following our accounts, that we uh, get you guys all set up on that. Um, it sounds. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. Expansion draft tomorrow night. Very excited to see who, uh, who Andy Copeland decides to take. Um, Exciting stuff. I'm, uh, I'm gonna for sure, for sure be watching, and I'm gonna be. Um, I'll be ready to go. Honestly, I'm re- I'm ready for this season. And it's gonna Thursday, be very fun. Thursday, we're breaking it all down. That's yeah. We'll see what see what I got that. right. <laughs> you can look forward to that. But uh, yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, Ron. All right, so let's uh, we got hopefully to get some new viewers. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit of ourselves. So we're both University of South Carolina students. Yes. I'm a sophomore. I'm a freshman. Who is a freshman? Um, I'm studying mass communications. My minor is hospitality management. I'm a major in uh, advertising. I'm not. Uh, I'm still undecided on my minor. All right. So that's a little about us. I'm from Northern Jersey. Giants and Yankees fan. Yes. Big Giants and Yankees fan. As as am I. I'm from uh, Darien, Connecticut. Uh, about forty minutes outside of um, New York City. And I mean, I. I'm about thirty, thirty-five. Yeah. I'm um, on a good day. Darien, Connecticut, has got one of the best lacrosse programs in the nation we, absolutely we finished uh number one in um the country multiple times as i was growing up so Over i mean the last couple of years yeah it's uh it's it's a lot of good i know a lot of good buddies who play in uh, college and who are and you were telling me that coach copeland's wife is the high school uh for my sisters for my high school for my sister's private schools team that's so awesome. yeah, I, so we're definitely gonna try to get in touch with Andy Copeland. Yeah, too. which could be great. I mean, that's, I, it's, there's a lot of good opportunities coming. We gotta up. try to log up Andy Copeland for next week so we can yeah. uh, go over his roster and be like, hey, like you didn't take Ryan's roster. Yes. come on. All right. So uh, yeah, what else? What else do we got? Um, I'm pumped. That's <laughs> all. So, uh, honestly, we're it's, ready. It's gonna be a good year. So make sure you guys all tune in to. Uh, YouTube tomorrow, like we said, we'll be sending out the links on our social media. Make sure you go follow us at Top Shelf Lax underscore on Instagram and Twitter. And this first show will probably be on Audio Boom. We will hopefully be having our shows distributed to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. hopefully our next couple shows. Um, this one might, though, as well. Mm-hmm. I really hope this one is. But I think probably, yeah, I'll, 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 we'll have to look into it. But um, yeah, that's all I've fun, got. Yeah, all right. Awesome. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. Yes. We'll see you guys on Let's Thursday go. for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank awesome. you, guys. Thank you.